Here's the boy, me and Rich united like Van Nistelrooy. Then I bet you're ready to get to child. Y'all not ready for the few. Don't get me wrong, violence is not a forte. I just like to rhyme, kick the lyrics, skills like Pele. Though my sneaker game is messy Yo, what's up everybody? Welcome to the new Ultras Podcast, episode 4 This is your boy Weave hosting today Filling in for my guy Phils He's out sick Out <laughs> <I was> sick <laughs> Quote unquote <laughs> Yeah, quote unquote He's sick of the band He's playing hooky on the podcast yeah. Um, again, this is Weave. You can find me on Twitter at Weave is Christ. We're gonna go down the line real quick before we get into it. Introduce everybody. Start with Arson. Yo, Camry God, aka Fuck You, aka Fuck Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Who else is here? Oh, it's Nigerian scans with two S's, with three S's. I can't even count. Yo, it's your boy Elastico Chop. At Elastico Chop with two P's. Two P's. Yeah, it's your, it's your boy Nabar. You can hit me up at Cold My Afro, aka Blaze Tweety's personal account. Jesus Christ! Exactly. I didn't want them to win. Chris seven two six. Yo, I'm just telling I'm telling the listeners right now, this is gonna be the worst episode ever. By <laughs> far. In, in, in case you didn't catch the last podcast or you've been sleeping under a rock or whatever you've been doing, Chris just played that champion song, We Are the Champions, because he is Portuguese and of course they knocked off uh France recently last weekend in the uh, Euro two thousand sixteen final. Um and pretty much everybody on the show, including myself, picked against them. So we're going to start the show off. We're going to let Chris have his spiel, have his rant, cuss out who he needs to cuss out. Chris, the floor is <laughs> Twelve long-ass years. Twelve years. We had to deal with having lost the tournament at home. And now we pass that on to France. And there's no country more deserving of that bullshit. All week, all I heard, Portugal didn't deserve this. Portugal didn't deserve to be there. They played bad. They did this. They beat two group winners and two second-place teams en route to knocking off that overrated-ass fucking host that every one of you bitches picked. (laughs) (laughs) And just in case people did forget last week's podcast, here's a couple quotes from last week. France is going to win win because they got black man's blood. Well, guess not. France, I I think it's going to be ugly. I'm going to say 3-0 France. I don't see how Portugal could score. Arson, I am laughing because I dead-ass agree. I have no idea. Did you see France after they beat Germany? Those fans were turned up. Antoine can't be stopped. Payet can't be stopped. Pogba's finally getting involved in things. How are they going to defend France? How are they going to defend Griezmann? I don't know how Portugal's going to score either. I do. I do. 
substitution alert. Substitution alert. Fucking header came off the bench and played his only good game against you bitches. Corsoni got sent back to fucking croissant land. <laughs> his, his name is Hoshelny now. He a bitch. Hey, Chris. Wait a minute, Jesus. Also made some promises saying that he would quit New Ultras and I quote, I'm throwing my phone in the Atlantic and never speaking to any of you ever again. Because I hate Chris more than I hate anything <laughs> on Earth. <laughs> I'm now going to give you a reason to, you bearded bitch. Hey, you know I'm what? I'm going to enjoy this for the rest of my life. Because none of y'all gave us a chance. Especially when Ronaldo went out in the 21st minute. And Pogba, the friendly ghost, and his buddy Antoine decided to take the rest of the game off, too. <laughs> you done? Yeah, <laughs> you done or you finished? You, for, for now. you done or you finished? For now. Hey, so, Chris. Chris, to be fair to you, though, I did say that they have a black man's blood. And that is from, you know, Africa. <laughs> so, you know, technically I am right. You know. <laughs> so you picked, you picked the wrong black man's blood this time. We all you know, black. The, they won. The, the, worst, the worst thing about this for me is Adair. Scored the fucking winning goal. I mean, this it guy. Wasn't, it wasn't that Pogba bitched out and cussed out his teammates. No, nothing I'll, I'll get to that. I'll get to that because I am I am kind of disappointed with that. Um, but come on, man, that that shit that shit was that shit was more unbelievable than the, than the canoe Cruyff turn, bruh. Like, <laughs> how the fuck is Loris getting beat from there? What is MTD doing? Not not overrunning the ball. Ball washed. Yeah. What is he doing? I mean, it wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. But I would like to see him try to stay in front of that from that far far out. I mean, I was oh, man. That was Kashoni, an old man ever. Because ever everything on the ball passed it into Ador, who I don't know. He put fucking Kashoni in the goddamn ninja. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, he did. That was crazy. That was crazy, man. The- um, the game, the game was, the game was stale, man. But uh, Portugal had their. I give them credit, man. I mean, I'm eating my crow right now. Like I, I really didn't think they could score against France. But I, I mean, France had chances. Can we, can we not? Can we? Can we keep it real right there, Chris? Yeah, everyone knew had, they were going to have chances. They had but chances. You left only as suspect as Rui Patrice. You have the game of his life. Oh, he had the game of his life. He was on I, his I head. Yeah, he was on his head. Because he, he is not – I mean, he's a good – He almost keeper. got benched before the tournament. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's he's not a household name. Let's just put it that way. I'm not going to disrespect him because they, they won it. And he, uh, He'll never pick up another bar tab in Portugal again. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to disrespect <laughs> him. Know. but. But he, um, that was crazy, man. The only excuse I can give to France is that the pressure, there was just too much pressure on him, man. No, no excuse. Nah, man, no, don't no. say that. No, no that's, 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 that's all, that's, I mean, I mean, I mean seriously, though, for real, for real, like. Ain't no pressure, man. Look, nah, man, that's, that's a lot of pressure. You just beat Germany at home, and you're going to be scared in a final against Portugal that's been playing like shit? I don't think they were, I don't think they I don't think they were scared. They definitely weren't scared because they blissed the hell out of y'all. If in the there was game. any pressure, I think it went out the window in the 23rd minute. That I was going to just bring that up because once once Cristiano goes down, France is supposed to 
just end the game. Like, you're supposed to go out and score two, three goals and just put it out. And once you let Portugal stay and stay into the game, and then all of a sudden you're in extra time, it's like, okay, one goal is going to win the game from there. No, I understand. And I understand that. The crazy thing about Eder is when the story that I read about his dad. In jail? Like, yeah, his dad's in jail for, like, killing his stepmom when he was 12 years old. Like, that's unreal. Like, yeah. you know, there's always a story. So that, I thought always. that He played, he like, used to play crazy. semi-pro in Portugal, and he didn't get paid. He played for a guy sponsoring a, the team with the butcher shop. He got paid in pork chops. Wow. Yeah, he, he, wait, now, let's not understate the value of pork chops, though. I mean, <laughs> hell no. Wow. <laughs> that's Portuguese people's nickname. Hey, man, I, uh, Look, if I'm gonna play. You got a good seasoning cabinet. Pork chops are good to go. Look, man, I'm kind of like for me, my pick. I should have like just stuck with what I was saying because I said it in February before the tournament even started that France's downfall is gonna be the champs, and I was right because in, when uh, I looked at the formation. No, 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 hey, man, no. No, let me fin- let me finish. Let me yeah, finish what no, I was saying. I'll interject when you're done with that. So look, I think for me, right, he the whole tournament long, like he really didn't get a good balance in the midfield, like, especially from the first game. Like, he really got – I wouldn't say lucky, but, you know, when, when Paya scored that first goal and, like, you know, they kind of got their breaks here and there. But I feel like when you're – you notice that Portugal are going to play deep, like, the whole game, right? Like, we all knew that's what Portugal were going to do because that's what they've been doing all tournament long. Especially when like, Ronaldo going out. Yeah, so yeah. you keep a full – you know, keep two guys back there and then, like, I feel like he should have bought an extra midfielder. And then what pissed me off the most is when, like, obviously Zhenyak had that shot off the post. But if you're taking Zhenyak off for Giroud, you're basically putting the same person on. And you can tell you what you're doing. Yeah, I don't get that. Scams, so, is, scams are spot on with that, bro. Like, and like my, my thing is this is, like, even with the goal, like, I, I watched that goal over and over again. So the thing that I saw is just, like, Koscielny and Umtiti, they didn't narrow themselves down. Ever, I don't know what the hell Ever was doing. Yeah. And with Tweedy, like, his whole positional sense was just off. Like, what the off. fuck? So it was just like, I don't know if they were tired because of the game, but, like, the Champs had that shit wrong. Like, he definitely had that shit wrong. And Portugal took advantage. So. Yeah, but, but you know what? That's the one thing um, of the back line for France. Notice the one guy who's not at fault here and who didn't do anything wrong plays for Man City. Just oh, my up God. Jesus Christ! Isn't that out there? Jesus! <laughs> As you were, I think. I think. Bruh, didn't he? Did, didn't that come off a throw-in from Sagna? It did. Whoa! 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I said, go back to what you were talking about. We all. I mean, I think Deschamps is going to definitely get some of the blame, but it's not I enough to the point where he's going to get canned. But I mean, you can't you can't necessarily put this all on Deschamps because he played the lineup everyone wanted going into the game. Exactly. His subs yeah. were horrible. His subs were 120 awful. minutes of nothing from France. I mean, not nothing from France, but 120 minutes of not executing and winning the game when Cristiano's not on the field. Like that, nah, you can't make the no excuses. No, there's no excuse for that. Besides, no that. he laid an egg. A, good, a great manager knows when to, uh, f- you know, be flexible and understand and, like, change with the game. For me, just my biggest concern was just, like, you know, you notice everyone's tired. You know, everyone's, everyone's down. You know, you got a kid like Martial who's on the bench. Like, I don't know why you leave a kid like Martial on to, like, the last 10 minutes after, see, after seeing what Martial's done all season long. Like, we know yeah. what he did against Everton when United got to the finals, the FA Cup finals. So we know what the kid has in his bag is just, like, you're bringing on, you know, designer on for future. Like, I don't understand what you're doing there. But, hey, 
you know. Not only that, but you see what Coman was bringing when he brought them all. Like exactly, Martial's way more creative than Genia. I mean, and that's what you needed, right? You needed some creativity there. Yeah, and when Coman got on the pitch, he, he changed. He changed the whole attack for France. Yes, they didn't convert anything, he, but he, he was sent in, very threatening. He sent in. He sent in a great ball to Griezmann that should have went in. I mean, mm-hmm. that cross that he gave him was beautiful. And Martial is, is capable of doing the same, if not more. Um, but I, to going back on Deschamps, I'm not going to blame him. I mean, I kind of want to, but the only thing I didn't understand was why he had Pogba uh, and Matuidi playing so far back. I mean, Pogba was damn near back there with, with well, the back line. It was crazy. It was crazy. Here's the thing. I, what I was going to say about that was that was what I was going to say. Um, I don't understand why Pogba was so far back. And then at the end of the game when they were, you know, needed to get forward, you know, going into the end of regulation and even in extra time when they needed to get forward, I don't understand why Pogba was the one assigned the defensive duty and Matuidi was getting forward. I felt like that should have been the other way around. That's really the only thing that I can blame Deschamps for is Pogba being your defensive mid and Matuidi being your, I guess, attacking mid in this, in this scenario. Because at PSG, Matuidi has more defensive responsibility than definitely than what you would say Pogba has at Juve. Pogba's the number 10 at Juve. I just I didn't understand that at all. I mean, Sissoko making those great runs kind of negated the need for Pogba to step up further. Because Sissoko, but that was probably the game plan too. I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, let's not forget that Pogba was a was a six for most of his career. He was. It's not like it's a position out of the ordinary. But even still, even even with that, like you said, with Sissoko doing what he was doing throughout the game, are you really taking? Sissoko making his runs over all the shit Pogba can do on the on the pitch. Hyatt like, went invisible. Hyatt yeah. was supposed to be the other guy making those auxiliary runs or even creating and getting guys on the end of the ball. And the thing he's most known for is the tackle against Ronaldo. He did nothing else in the game. Yeah. Hyatt went well, invisible the last couple games. It was a, it was a strange game though. A lot of a lot of people were really invisible on both sides. Like I can't really even think of a standout player for Portugal other than the keeper. Like everybody just played. Everybody, everybody, everybody played the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like no one, he had no one really moment. stood out. Pep to me was the man of this tournament for us because Pep got mixed by Jin Yap. And okay, almost one game out of one hundred. Thirteen seconds out of one hundred and twenty minutes, <laughs> which is about how much Pogba influenced. Nah, he lost his mark on uh, Green yeah, a couple of times too. But I don't know. I mean, you can give it to Pet, but for me, like nobody really, nobody really stood out for for either team as far as like, oh, they could have had a, they were like the standout player. I mean, Rui Patricio was was way better. So I don't know. I don't know, man. It was the one thing I have to say is before we move on off the subject, I'm done with my rant and all that. But we need to take a moment to to give Fernando Santos the credit that that man deserves. Absolutely, because he made the two biggest subs almost in Portuguese history. Because when he brought Renato in that game, it changed the tempo of Portugal. It changed the mentality of the team. For some reason, it, it injected confidence into the team when they weren't playing well. And he's went on to win us a game and be a key factor in every game we've played since. 
And then the Adair sub was just, hey, boring, <laughs> anti-football, whatever you want to call it. Pragmatism has been something that's worked for 100 years in football. I was just going to ask you that. Like, if, if Adair doesn't score that goal... Is that not the worst sub of, of the of that game? Honestly, I mean, not really. No, because he's the only. He's the only game, man. He, he changed the, the game even outside of that goal. Like exactly, you guys been playing without a nine, and he really changed the game. He had that. He was holding up the ball well. He, was, well, he did yeah. more than that goal. Like he was holding the ball very well. Too. Yep. Yeah, like he he did definitely his function, and it just shows that you know, like as good as you are, that nine position is. So so intricate and so important, man. Like you don't have somebody up there holding up the ball. It's really yeah. tough. It's really tough <laughs> nowadays, especially international play. Yeah. Work to Germany. Look at them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mario <laughs> nine. They went home to go eat sauerkraut and watch Portugal win. <laughs> well, congratulations, Chris. Thank you. you get uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, congrats. Congrats. This is, of, this is one of those rare things that you actually really get to enjoy, like for the rest of your life. Summer summer double for the boy. Ooh, man. <laughs> yeah, please. Congrats, please. Chris. I remember the first time I saw my country win their, uh, you know, domestic cup. It's nice. Congrats. Yeah, it's a pretty yeah. nice, it's a big deal. I I'll haven't seen an international title it. in a decade, so. But so, what do y'all think? Um, we talked about Euros. Obviously, Copa ended a few weeks ago. Copa America. What do y'all think was the better tournament, more entertaining, or just or better? Whatever you, whatever you look at, better. As as constitution, which one would you say is better? Copa. I would say I, I would say the Copa was better, but I think it was possibly because of how we covered it. We covered the Copa a little differently <laughs> than we covered the Euros, so it made it a little more fun. And the teams, there was a larger disparity between the quality levels, so it came out a little better, especially in the score lines, but. Yeah, and uh, Copa didn't, or not Copa, but Euros didn't have any any uh, Jamaican FC, FCs for Phils to tweet crazy names about. So <laughs> that definitely made Copa a little better for me. Um, it was awesome for a third year straight. I got to uh, antagonize uh, Argentina for why they should start Aguero instead of Higuain, and it. And it um, <laughs> Again, it worked out. Like I, I continue to get, I get, I keep getting to talk about that. So that's awesome. For me, oh man, I okay. So at first, I was hating the Copa, and I was, I was ready for the Euros, and the Euros were kind of cooking a little bit just because it was players that I knew I was more familiar with. <clears throat> but after the Euros started just running, I was like, nah. So for me, like. When the when the good teams started playing against each other, the Copa was was a much better. Uh, I'm not gonna say tournament, but draw. Like the the final games, other than Chile whooping Mexico's ass, that was, <laughs> Which was um, great. That was a that was a great game. That was great. I mean, it was that was a, great game. Game. That was a FIFA game. You know what? You know what? Not not every what was it seven to zero eight zero. Seven. Yeah, seven, seven not every seven, yeah. seven zero game is going to be enjoyable, but that was enjoyable because Chile was playing with so much fucking passion. So that seven, like everybody wanted them to keep scoring, so that's why that was fun. But usually seven zero, you turn it up. But um, yeah, I, I'm gonna go with the Copa, man, just because uh, just at the at the towards the end, the the talented teams started playing each other. Because for me, I mean, I know Portugal, you know, they're they won, 
But for me, and I think a lot of other people agree, the, the final kind of looked like it, was, it should have been France and Germany, just the way that those teams were and everything. I'm just saying, Chris, I knew you was going to say so, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> but that's, like, when you say those two teams, like, you think, oh, that, that must be a final. You the word should has no place in football. I feel no, you. I feel you. I'm just saying. I'm saying what I'm what I'm leaning on is the way the Euros changed their their format kind of fucked it up, right? I know. But, but at the same time, it paid dividends for what they wanted to. They got more money for more games, and they then you can you can make an you can make an excuse for well the new format worked because a team that wouldn't have advanced in the old format won the tournament. Yeah, but my counter argument is okay. They made their money this year. But if people didn't like the format this year, well, more people will watch it the next time it comes Come around on, with the same you think, you think Euros will ever... Yeah, I don't think they're worried about... Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, a <laughs> lot of people... I don't think I don't think think have a lot of people turned off by this shit, man. Nah, nah the way the I look at it was... I agree that, like, round 16s and quarterfinals, like... Well, there's no round 16, but quarterfinals and semis in, in the Copa were way more interesting. I agree. I think as a whole, Copa had more little storylines especially like your so and also you know United States making it to the semifinals was huge so I think that in that aspect it was more entertaining and stuff but I mean, Euros kind of yeah I don't know I Euros didn't really my, didn't really do my, it for me yeah I was gonna say the same thing like Euros I felt like going into it before both of them started I was always anticipating Euros a little bit more um just because a lot of those South American teams, mostly would have been mostly South American um, squads, I was, I'm not really like knowing a lot of those guys. A lot of those guys aren't, uh, I won't say a lot of them, but um, some of those teams don't have a lot of guys who are on the European stage, which is where I spend most of my time watching football during club season. Um, but as it went on, it was just, even not knowing some of those guys, it was good football. It was enjoyable football to watch. And, I just feel like with Euros, for unless it was like the big name teams, your France versus Germany, your England versus Wales games, a lot of those games were really underwhelming, and I think that oh my god, I think that's part of it being um, with with them going to more teams, um, but just overall, I think the quality of football uh, in in Copa was a little bit better this this go round. Nah, for sure. I, I agree with Weave. It's just like, you know, once the season ended, I was hyped. I was like, yeah, we're going to watch Euros. And when the Euros came on, I was like, eh, this is, this, it failed to live yeah. up to the hype. That's simply it. I'm more, like, I'm excited as hell to watch a preseason game on Saturday than to watch the Euros. So, <laughs> no. Yeah, I will say it was awesome, though, that club season ended and we went right into Copa, then right into Euros. Well, they were kind of running at the same time. Um, Copa and Euros, and then when Copa ended, it's just Euros, and now we're here at fucking preseason. Fucking like Scam said, he's watching preseason Saturday. United plays Saturday, right? Thank God, yes we do. Yeah, so I, I mean we're here. It's it's time. Like I think back from the Euros and Copa thing, like format, I don't really see it being an issue. Only just because you know, like you get matches, like semifinal matches are always sometimes more exciting than actual final because at that final is that's it it's 90 minutes and everybody's kind of playing KG and all this is going on it's like and nobody really from Euros that wasn't supposed to make it out the group didn't make it out you know what I'm saying it wasn't like nobody got sent home early it wasn't no drama till really 
I mean, the Portugal game, like the, the Portugal final was the biggest drama of the whole tournament was the finals when France lost 1-0. You know, it's like so – the word I'm looking for is like so anti-climatic. Like there was nothing there. It was just you knew it was going to happen. You knew the matchups. You knew most likely the teams were going to advance and who was going to get knocked. Iceland was a good story, but I think the Copa had more excitement in storylines as far as that goes. You know, quality of football, obviously, Europe, Europe has better nations, better players, but I don't know. I'm always going to be on this side of the world. I'm always going to be with the South Americans. Yeah, I feel like we give, it our, we give, it, we give them such a hard time. Um, but the Copa, I feel like they had more passion merchants, and that made for better... Uh, <laughs> it made for, it's just, it's just two different, really, styles I, I, of football. I'm serious, man. I'm, that's, and I, I'm, not even saying that, I'm not even saying it as a, as a bad thing in this case. Like I said, I know we clown on them a lot. Um, but it, it made it more... It made it a little bit better. Like, even to see, like... Like, you knew Jamaica wasn't, like, gonna do shit, but, like, it was fun to watch them. Um, you know, it... it it just seeing guys out there looking like you, man. Them black men out there. <laughs> Who doesn't love it? And even with the tournaments being what they were, it's it's funny how all the storylines came back to one thing, though. Messi and Ronaldo. <laughs> all comes back to Messi and Ronaldo. And I mean, whether it's good or bad, it sells. You know what I mean? It, it sells more than anything. But I mean, I I feel like. It's a it's a valid discussion to have now. I've always thought it was a valid discussion to have. Uh, I mean, I'm the biggest Ronaldo fan you'll meet. You know, I followed his entire career back to when he had horse teeth. But <laughs> I don't. I, I I never really thought that he had that that one moment or that that one trophy that you know closes the yeah. gap that Messi has on him. And I feel like the transformation that he's made in this tournament, like he's gone from it's almost like a butterfly. Like, all of a sudden, the world loves him now. Like, oh up until God. two weeks ago, everyone despised Ronaldo. Then the video came out with Moutinho getting him to make the penalty kick. And then the stuff in the final with being a second coach, really, pushing Rafael Guerreiro back into the game in the 93rd minute was hilarious to me. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's I, I feel like this is the moment for him that, you know, depending on what your stance is on club versus country and everything else, there's never going to be a legit winner of the argument. But I really think that this now puts them almost level, in my opinion. I mean, for me, it's just like, you know, I've watched a lot of football in my life. Like, I've seen some amazing football players. But just to see the fact that we have two of them in their crimes at the same time, it's just like, shit, man. Like, Twice this is a amazing. year. Twice yeah. a year. It's like, it's like these two are just battling. And the thing is, that's crazy, is that we forget about the other guys that's on the pisses around them. Like, Messi has Iniesta, he had Xavi, he had the Skets, Ronaldo has Benzema, and like, you know, so many other amazing players around him, both for club and country, like a pair of them. But like, they're both so great that like, we keep forgetting about the other people around them, but those two are just amazing players, man. Like, it's just, you know, when I was watching the, um, I was watching the Copa final, right? And you see nine guys trying to stop Messi. It's unbelievable that a player can, you know, Make a team fair that much that you can get nine guys to defend you. It's, it's unbelievable. So and that's I the great thing, um, like what you what you began saying is, it's like they go they go back and forth every year. Just when you think 
you can say, yeah, Messi's definitively better than Ronaldo, Ronaldo, bam. Like this year, Ronaldo won uh, Champions League, and now he's won the Euros. Last year, uh, Messi won Champions League, uh, and Ballon d'Or, Ronaldo's probably going to win it this year, I think. But in the year before that, Ronaldo won Champions League and Ballon d'Or. And then it's just like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And they just don't give you a chance to ever be like, yeah, he's definitely better than the other one because they both do great shit every, basically every time out on the pitch. So it's, you, you don't even get to – a lot of people are so stuck arguing because they give you so much to argue about that you, you want to be able to pick one, but you can't, that a lot of people don't take the opportunity to realize that we are really witnessing greatness. Like, two yeah. people like this, this is like, I don't even have a, a, a real, like, way to put it. It's like, Jordan and Magic. a real comparison. Yeah, yeah. it's like Jordan and Magic, Jordan and, Magic. Jordan and LeBron, or, 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 you know, playing in the same, in the same era. It's, it's really, it's, I don't, I don't think we'll ever see anything like this again, because even, like, it's it's just crazy, man. Like you don't see two guys who are being considered the best in their sports ever, like ever mm-hmm. in history, playing in the same era. And I just really, I wish more people would be grateful for what they're doing. They've sure. both been doing it since their teens, which yep. is insane. They'll be grateful when they both lead the game, right? Yeah. And they'll be known. And what's what's great about it is they'll be known for different things. You know what I mean? Like they'll both be known for, you know, different attributes on the field, different moments. Yeah. It, yeah. it seems like it seems like uh, Argentina fans are gonna have a chance to be grateful real soon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll be grateful. With fucking. Uh, I'll uh, hashtags to get Messi back. Yeah. No, <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. I just wish. Uh, I just wish more people would be appreciative of what's going on, but so, going on from that, still kind of sticking with Copa, um, the team that maybe they did well, some people think they did well, some people think they should have did better, I don't think we could do much better um, than what they did, of course, USA. Um, we've talked about it almost every episode of the podcast that we've recorded thus far. Um, how do you guys feel about the not just their performance in this year, this year's Copa, but um, how they, the position that they're in going forward. What do you guys think about that? I don't, I, I don't know, man. I, I feel like this was like the, the retirement tour, man. Like uh, <laughs> we, we still rely on a lot of our, our, our older players that are uh, in the MLS. Um, and we have, you know, kids that want to play that that aren't following the rules as far as uh, you know, going straight to the MLS. You know, they're going they're going overseas, right? I mean, they're they're starting to understand that, you know, um, they can they can get better training, um, you know, across the pond, if you will. So, the lack of seeing um. Youth players concerns me, um, and now with these rumors about Klinsman, you know, being up for 
the England job and everything. I mean, that's that's just a whole other story. But um, I think I think we just saw the the last of uh, you know our, our our good players, man. Um, Clint, Bradley, uh, Jermaine Jones is falling apart. You know, Tim Howard wasn't even featured. Guzman isn't. He's not great. Um, I'm I'm forgetting other players, but you know the standouts for me still are are, are Bobby Wood. I feel like he was our most important player, when, and when he got the uh, the yellow card suspension, I was more worried about that than than anybody else and, and Bedoya and all them. So and uh, you know, and then when uh, Klinsman puts out Wando, that that that, that, that Nav- Navar's boy. That that lets you know the state of USA right there. I mean, what what the hell is that? Wando. Wando. Um, we we have a long way to go, right? As Americans, we we want to win everything. You know, we think we're the best. You know, we should be the best. And then when we're not the best, it doesn't matter. But you know, we have to look at we have to look at uh, soccer or football um, differently. You know, we we have work to do. You know, it's it's not going to come easy. This this isn't the NBA. We don't have LeBron James and Kobe. We don't, you know, this isn't the NFL. This isn't hockey. This isn't baseball. This is soccer. And, uh, you know, we just have to accept the fact that, you know, um, we, we have work to do. The women, the women have it under control, right? I mean, they get all the ratings. They got great players. You know, they, they, they do it well. Um and they feature young players. I mean, Alex Morgan, Chris Press. Uh, yeah. So, so there's there's kind of there's kind of a different view going on there. I think U.S. U, the U.S. Federation has eyes on both of those teams, but it just seems like one is going in a different direction, and the other one, you know, is is not really changing. I mean, where the hell is Julian Green? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I. <laughs> My take from the whole Copa kind of is in line with Chops. It's he, we pretty much played our over our overage players, the ones that are kind of being phased out and whatnot. We didn't get enough of Pulisic, didn't get any of Nagby, I don't Nagby. think. Um, and pretty much the two players who served themselves the best would be Brooks and uh, Brooks and um. Oh yeah, Bobby Wood. That boy, boy man. Brooks, my boy. He might get himself a a, a move uh, yeah. soon, but that's neither here nor there. But the U.S. they're kind of just stuck in this whole this whole the, the whole Klinsman era has just kind of been two steps forward, two steps back, two steps forward, two steps back. Like in any in any friendly, we play a particular way, but when it comes time to get points or knockout stages, we go back to this other that's this other way of playing, which is non-proactive or, or whatever you want to call it. Because we played Columbia twice in the tournament. The first game, they they pretty much mopped us. Uh, it was it looked better than it actually was, but they were all over us, and they pretty much put it in park somewhere, somewhere in the first half. The second time we played them in a glorified friendly, we looked so much better, so much better. And that's just been how U.S. soccer has been under the Klinsman era. Friendlies, oh, we look we look so good. We play so proactively. The kids are they're up for it and everything. It's just it's, it's frustrating to watch because if we could just move that to, say, Gold Cups or 
World Cups or Copas or the under-20s, that kind of stuff. It just feels like the U.S. could be so much better than they actually are. And I don't know, it's just, it's just a cycle of <laughs> getting better, getting worse, getting better, getting worse, because CONCACAF as a confederation is garbage. It's Mexico and the U.S., and it's then terrible. occasionally Costa Rica can, you know, get up for a game and, you know, do something. But overall, it's playing on, you know, cricket cricket grounds and high school fields and whatnot. So <laughs> right. the Confederation itself is, is terrible. But Mexico and the U.S., they're, it's, it's almost like they're stuck. The, the, it's like the Confederation is bringing them down, both of them. And I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, I have a very different vantage point than a lot of people in the group. Um, I've, y'all know my story. I played here. Like when I first moved from England, I moved. I played here, obviously, in the system. I grew up in the U.S. system. I was lucky enough to win nationals at the highest level, the highest youth level. And I see a lot of different things than most people do. I've like seen a lot of bullshit. But long story short, I think the issue is, is it's like funny enough, I was actually just speaking to my younger brother and his old teammate today. Um, the issue that I see is more so, it's not like there isn't talent in America. Like, I've seen some amazing football players growing up. One of my teammates, funny enough, was on trial with Magnetic for about two months. This is in 08. The issue for me is more so is coaching. Like, a lot of players stagnate. And, you know, this is, this is a whole other issue in itself. But I see it more of a systemic thing where coaches, you know, they want their kids at a young level, U12, U13, U14, U15, U16, 17, like, to win instead of actually developing them. So you have kids who are winning these trophies, but they're not developing as football players. Like, you know, they're, you know, not, they're stagnating. So when they get to, like, 16, 17, 18, their counterparts in Europe are already, like, miles above them because they're doing all these different things that they're not doing over here. They're just learning how to win instead of actually learning how to develop. But yeah. You know, it's a, it's a whole other issue in itself. I mean, like, I don't really want to go too deep into it because, you know, I can be here for hours telling you about, like, this story of that guy. Like, y'all know because I've told y'all this. But for me, it's just, like, the coaching system here needs to change immediately because yeah. my, you know, my younger brother played in Germany. He played in Romania, and he played a bit in England. And, you know, he tells me all the time, like, bro, there is better fields and, like, you know, locker rooms and just systems in America than there is in professional leagues in England. And, you know, when you have, you know, America has everything. America has the money. It has the fields. It has whatever you need for them to be great. It's just that you have coaches who, like, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. You have coaches that, like, you know, just tell the kid, okay, let's knock the ball far and, like, run and get the ball and kick it in. Like, that's not football. Like, you're not teaching yeah. these kids anything. So, Hopefully it does change. I mean, Klinsman has been saying the truth. I mean, it does it does rub people off the wrong way, but he is saying the truth. You know, like you know, some of the stuff that Klinsman is saying is very harsh, but at the same time, it's very true. So I don't know. We'll see. But you know, there is a lot of talent growing in America, but yeah, does it translate? That's the that's the issues. Like, does it translate? I'm 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 older this games, but I also grew up here and and I played. Um, at, at the travel level, up to out, so I was about 16. I played for the Columbus Blast. Um, my coach was he was from Europe. He was from Yugoslavia. Shout out to Coach Lesh. Anybody uh, listening? Um, and even and, and even, <laughs> even back yo, but even back then, man, like I'll just I'll just go through real quick because so when I first started playing soccer, 
my my coach was just a friend of my friend. Like he didn't know anything about the game. Uh, the name of our team was the Streakers. It was a bunch of kids from the hood. It was an all black team, and we didn't. We just we just had pace, right? You know, we we just we just got the ball and we just ran towards the goal, right? Bunch of Theo Walcotts. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And then my second team, we had this coach from Africa. Our team name was the Zulus, but <laughs> there was there was more development there. I mean, he actually cared about he cared more about us learning the touch of the ball than than anything else. I mean, whether you were a defender, keeper, striker, winger, whatever, he cared about that. And then I started loving the game and. I was like, all right, let me try out for uh, you know Columbus Columbus Bass, and I made it, and it drastically changed. Like I was the only minority, um, you know, it, it it costs a lot of money, and that's still true to this day. Um, even even if you want to play soccer now, like in school, you have to choose whether to play for like your bummy high school team or if you're good enough, luckily make a select team, and that's where you're gonna get all development. So, but it all comes down to dollars. You know, this sport across in Europe, you know, kids are playing this in the street and they're they're getting better skills um you know, just just over there. So there there's a lot of work to do. The the youth system needs to be looked at. I agree with scams that the coaching definitely needs to be looked at. I mean, anybody can go out right now online and apply for their their F license to be a coach and this, you know, be an assistant on like a youth team. So, um there's just a lot of work to be done, man. A lot of work. I might get out there. If it's that easy, I might get out there, man. I'm down either way, here. I, uh, think that, I think that either way, like, the Copa results, making it into the semifinals was huge. I don't know for, you know, youth systems and all that stuff, but as a whole for a nation, you know, I hear some people say that it was, oh, well, they did what they're supposed to do. They beat the teams they're supposed to beat, blah, blah, blah. but in a competition where you're playing against, you know, Uruguay, Argentina, you know, Brazil, Chile, like these are world, world-class nations that win World Cups and they're up there at the top tier. So, you know, granted, some teams shit the bed, and you know, they didn't really beat anybody that was crazy that would make you, you know, that make you throw a party about it and say, oh wow, you know, you know, United States is here, like they arrived and da da da. But at the end of the day, making it to the semifinals, you know making it that far and showing, you know, showing the fans that, hey, look, we can compete at least at, at some level. I think that the Centenario had, like, a really shitty feel to it. It was kind of, like, didn't have that essence to it, like, where you would say, like, this is one of the best tournaments and da-da-da. But still, to make it the semifinal is huge. Like, people are downplaying it and saying, like, oh, well, we didn't beat nobody. But at the end of the day, man, like, you made it far as you could make it to, to, to get to the end. It's like people need to appreciate that. Soccer fans, like, you know, I think that the the casual fan would, would look at that and say, wow, you know, congratulations. Like, USA made it that far against the biggest teams in the world, pretty much. You know, so I think that it's fans shouldn't downplay this and be like, oh, well, no, it was nothing spectacular, nothing special, because at the end of the day, man, that's that's a feat. It's something you can say for a nation that hasn't really got, got nothing to hold on to and say, this is our calling card, this is what we've done, you know, this will be accomplished. So I think that's the thing. You can take that out of the way. 
They promise one day we'll get Arsenal dial up guys. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's using his LTE to, uh, <laughs> no, to connect Arsenal. to the podcast, so y'all got to excuse him. Arsenal's actually using his 3G. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, now, that's a good point, though, like what Arsenal was saying uh, with, a, with, with the last thing I heard him say. Um <laughs> was that to the casual fan, this does look good, and it gives them a reason to, especially American, um, it gives them a reason to cheer for them and to watch the next tournament that they're in. Because you look at, um, like you said, looking at that list of, of, of countries who were participating, you've got uh, Colombia, who has a world-class player, and James Rodriguez. You've got Brazil, who has a great history as a footballing nation. Um, you've got Argentina, obviously. We know they're loaded with talent from Messi to Higuain to Aguero, Di Maria. Um, so you look at the list of teams, and to see USA finish top four, um, that's a great thing. And it's, like you said, it's a feat. It's something to hang your hat on for the time being um, and something to build on. I mean, now that we've got... You know, it seems like we would. We all hope that this is the. You know, this was the last goal for the older guys. Um, you would think it's something, and, and a great piece of experience. You would have liked to see some of those younger guys play more, of course. But even to be a part of teams like this, where it's, it's you know, we went further than what you know what we may have expected. So it's, I think it's good, um, not only for USA. As a, as a country, but for some of those young guys who, even if they didn't get much playing time, to be a part of it and experience this type of tournament. So uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, where, where it goes from here. And uh, hopefully hopefully we keep, we keep Clemson because I do. Um, I think he's a real good coach. Um, and we – I hope we don't lose him to England because now I think he'll get a chance to play those young guys. Like, I think if it were up to him – like if we weren't like if USA wasn't in bed with the MLS, like I think he would be playing more of those young guys because he knows. Come, he's German. He's coming. You know, he knows what football is like in Europe. He knows what it takes to win. Um, so I think he would have played more of those young guys if you know if it were completely up to him. I think he would have played more of those young guys. So I think the Illuminati got me. I, mean, I said United States too many times. In a short period of time, and that number is cut. I'm like, yo, what the fuck are you talking about? I know that Illuminati got me. No, it'll be, it, it'll definitely be good. Um, now that you like, like, he, like, uh, I think it was Chop saying, like, the fucking Clint Dempsey's and are out of here. Well, should be out of here. Um, your Wando's, your Jermaine Jones. Yo, Jermaine Jones has dreadlocks older than I am, fam. Like. Like some of those niggas, like a lot of those niggas, like it's time to go, man. But so. speaking of gotta go, man. All these managers just changing places and shit. Oh yeah, man. Niggas are moving. Niggas are signing up. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, a cool it's, it's madness, especially in the not even just in the Premier League. I was gonna say especially in the Premier League, but not even like cats are moving around. Like who are y'all? Who are y'all looking for to? We'll start with the Premier League, English Premier League. Who are y'all? We've got all these big-name managers. We've got Guardiola. We've got Mourinho. We've got Conte. We've got Klopp at Liverpool. 
we've got Arsene Wenger. Who? Who? <laughs> <'Cause that's laughs> you may have heard of him in the early 2000s. He goes by the name of Arsene Wenger. So who are y'all looking for out of these big name guys? And yeah, we'll be we'll, we'll be generous and, and and let Wenger in the conversation. In the conversation, who are y'all looking for? Who misses out? Who let's say let's start with that. Who misses out on top four? Wenger. Uh, easily, easily. I, I wouldn't say Wenger because you know it's really his birthright to be in the top four. Like every single year, he's consistently in there. So. He's gonna be in there. I think um, the the person that misses out is probably gonna be between Klopp or Poch. Uh, I really don't think I don't think Tottenham are gonna make it back in. Um, Leicester City. Um, that was a good story, but you know it's yeah. Leicester City won't make Europe. But yeah, I think it's probably gonna be between Chelsea, Liverpool, and um, Chelsea, Liverpool, and Tottenham. Yeah, between those two, I can't really give a definitive answer right now, but. I'm definitely I'm leaning more towards uh Liverpool, well more towards Tottenham not making it Tottenham Liverpool. Yeah. So. I'd say those are the probably the unanimous choices. Yeah. It's 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 a hard choice though because of the new managers coming in, the only two that haven't won a title this decade are Wanger <laughs> and Poach. Everybody else, they got they got titles to back them up. So. I know, I know. Uh, Leicester's not going to be there, so that's one title gone. But those Conte, Mourinho, Pep—that's probably going to be my top three, and that fourth is going to be between Wenger and Klopp. I think. People I don't. I don't see Wenger. I think this is the year, man. He don't make yeah. it, and they and they send him out the door, man. I think this is the year. I think. Yeah, I think yeah. Klopp has got something going on over there. He still might finish fifth, and I think <laughs> Spurs fourth. Chelsea will be there, obviously, in the city and United, because the special one, the special one is back to win titles. He's bringing he's bringing trophy to Old Trafford, multiple. Multiple. How, how, how is he bringing trophies back to Old Trafford when those trophies are going to the Etihad? <laughs> you know the math, is, the math is not mathing. I, I, I know, know. Weave. I know. I know. Math isn't your strong suit, but <laughs> hey, no, this is true. This is true. There's only one manager that. Pep's ever faced in his life, he never won the league against. And guess who? Guess who Tell us who that is, Gabs. Tell us who that I is. Think, I, I think it's Jose Mourinho. Uh, I meant to address one. that weak-ass retweet you put on my timeline earlier today. I saw that fuck shit, yo. That was the weakest It made you angry. It made you angry. Like, bro, look at that. Look at their head-to-head record, number one, at, at Barcelona and at Real Madrid, bro. The, the guy... Well, don't bring this shit up. Don't bring that up. <laughs> I just want to know after after Jose won that uh, little league title, what happened the year after? Didn't like Pep kind of retire a little bit, took a little sabbatical or something like that. He didn't walk away. Yeah, but what happened? What happened the year after that? Took his ass. Took his ass to New York. Look, the rumor had he went to learn English, bro. He had to get he had to get his English down because he knew there was a venture for him in in the coming future. 
he kind of already knew English before then, though. Right. He had to brush up. He had to get better, bro. You always can get better at things. We know, we know you city folk ain't right. used to uh, looking up history, man. Look up the history of your manager, bro. Right. Look up yeah. the history of your manager, bro. That's what he said, fam. He went to New York to brush up on his English to get Like, you can always get better at shit, bro. Like, like scams. You know you can get, like, somebody better to do your dreadlock. Nah, you know? he went to New York to brush up on... He went, he, went, he went to New York to brush up on his tactics, bro. Don't get, uh, don't get it twisted. Nah. What are you going to learn from the Red Bulls coach, fam? What, what are you saying? Like, hey, you can't to brush up on his tactics? He took a sabbatical, all right? Nah, Pep, Pep, Pep kind of sounded like Urban Meyer right now when, when he said... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Pep oh, been... I have some goddamn respect. I'm gonna tell you that much right now. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna for the EPL manager. I don't think Klopp makes it. And I really do think Wenger is is. I think this is it, man. The fact that he's being frugal again. Uh, Peter Check is not looking good. Near post. I mean. And y'all know what the prediction I made last year, but now are the United fans talking about near post keepers? Oh my God! But you know, I don't, I don't, I, I don't follow the EPL that much. Um, but from what I've seen, I still, think, I still think Klopp has a ways to go. Ways to go. Yeah. yeah, I think it's it's Klopp. Obviously, this this is who I think is guaranteed top four. Mourinho and Guardiola, you would say, are definitely top four. Um, and then Conte, I would say, because with Conte. The thing about him is he 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 has a team that pretty much is still completely intact two years removed from winning the championship, uh, winning the title. Take, is it a hot take for me to say I think Chelsea could probably, if not, might be my choice right now to win the the EPL? No, that's no. not a hot take. That's not a hot take. I think, I think that's exactly what I said. They, they're, they're a year removed from from winning the title. I think Conte is the perfect manager for that team. So if they sell, even if they sell Diego Costa, because he don't want to be there. Do it. They brought in Michi. Yeah, I was gonna say they brought in Michi. I don't think he. I don't think he. He's Michi is gonna carry him to win the league. They need Hazard to carry him to the league, not Diego. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he leads the line. Like, I mean, he he can lead the line, but I don't think they're a title contender with with him leading the line. But if they sell Costa, no, I don't think they. Um, because even though Hazard was, of course, the, the best player that year, Costa was still he won Golden Boot, right? Or no? That yeah, year ago. Yeah. No. no. The year before. I don't think so. Ah. Uh, I think your boy won it. We yeah. need a fact check on that. Mm, yeah, you're right. You're actually right. Aguero did win it. But <laughs> Costa was right behind him. I think I think Aguero was at 27. Costa was at like 25, 26. So, I mean, he still put home a, a, a really good amount of goals. So, that team's not that far removed from glory. It was... Pretty much just them losing interest. Um, it seemed like and just not really wanting to play for Mourinho um, all mm. throughout this year. So mm. and we saw mm. even how often that happens. Mm. What's that? Mm. Funny how often that happens. That seems to be a trend with that manager. Oh Lord, here we oh. go. Here we here go. We go. Hey, I know you guys are gonna defend him to the hilt because he's the manager right now. But you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't ignore the track record. Can't. Is he a fantastic manager? Absolutely. <laughs> If he's going to win you a league, I'm 99% sure you're going to win the league in the next three years. But that's the key, in these next three years. Because you guys are no different than any other job, in my opinion. 
we are. We are pretty. We are. It'll, it'll, yeah. it'll have to be in the next two years because you know the third year he. Everything crumbles. Yeah, you know it won't be the third year, so. Hey, you know, just be careful when you get to the semifinals with Pep. Whoa! <laughs> be respectful. Mm. Be respectful. Damn, Chop hasn't thrown one Zidane joke yet. I might have to do it for him. We got a check. I mean, I, 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 was, I was waiting on you. I was waiting on you. I was waiting on you. I can't really relate to these managerial problems at the moment. Oh, Lord. Y'all had, y'all had money on Zidane's head. Don't y'all, don't y'all change managers like every other like year or something? Like, it's from the Mourinho effect. Uh, <laughs> it's for I a mean, decade now? I thought y'all were doing that before, Jose. I mean, Del Bosque is the last guy that really had a long tenure for us. And that's still a heated debate on if that should have ended or not. He le- he, yeah, that's because he so left and came podcast. back. That's another, that's another I mean, I want to look into uh, La Liga. I'm happy that... um. Uh, Sampoli's at um, what's it called? Where's he at? He's well, in- he went to went to Sevilla because when I Emery when I Emery went to Oil Money FC, the new Oil Money FC. Uh, he went to the to the D League. So does Sevilla <laughs> run off? Does Sevilla run off another Europa League title now that they changed managers? I I think that team is actually in a at a crossroads at the moment. They they've made Uh-oh. a couple of really good signings, but you know they they. But they they sold, they sold uh, Gamero to the enemy. And they let Banega leave on the free. And they let Banega leave. I forgot about Banega. Banega's an inner, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, they, they, got, they, got some, they got some work to do. Um, they, all, they just got Arson's uh, homeboy. That's not my homeboy. First of all, <laughs> I, I think... I think Gonzo will do all right over there, but he's a bomb. I tell you what, that's that's a good. That's they should a good, be. That's a that's a quality replacement for Banega. Yeah. Low, yeah, low risk, high reward. That. That's yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. And they should be very excited about um, Galeri, the Argentinian dude. He's yeah. solid, solid, solid player. We'll Bet see. He's, he he's gonna he's gonna cause a few problems over there in Spain. Uh, Gonzo, like yeah. I guess where he could fill into that Benega role. I never liked his playing style. Still don't like his playing style, but whatever. Caleri, I definitely think is he's gonna make a name for himself this year. Absolutely. I mean, Sevilla. Sevilla has played the same kind of football. It didn't really matter who the manager was. Umri, though, he. Uh, I don't know. The players. The players believed in him. You know, um, mainly because he got them results. But I think I think the end was near when they sold when they sold Baca. I knew something was up. Man. Was There's the no there, the there was there was no there was no way that he wanted <laughs> he wanted to sell him. I think that was just a managerial move or something. I I don't know, but uh, but now he's at PSG and he he has he has transfer I funds at his disposal, man. So he got I don't know money. He was he was tired, he was tired of Europa, All so he went to he went to PSG to play in the in the big league as far as Champions League. So, yeah. Um. So I, I'm happy for him for that. That we'll get to see his uh, tactics in in Champions League and see if they translate from Sevilla to PSG. Because if they do, you know, hey, watch out. They're losing the semi. How do you let How do you let Benega leave on a free? Like he didn't renew his contract. That he that's it. Oh, okay. He wanted to bounce. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that um that was funny because um I saw somebody because. 
Del Mario went to enter. Um, it's not official yet, but it's close. Yeah, I was saying, I saw somebody tweet, it was an inner fan, they were like, yeah, we got John Mario for, you know, $40 million. He was like, I just say that we got Del Mario and Ever Benega for a combined 40 to make me feel better. <laughs> it's true, because John Mario hasn't played up to that fee in six months. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, at the end so, of the day, though, you're so fighting now, Italy, so it's like... And so now, just to be sure, the highlights are on a united front with Zidane. Everyone's happy? Oh, absolutely. For now. <laughs> okay. It's the, it's the Madrid way, for now. Okay. So so my fellow Madrista, his his uncle is Rafa <laughs> Benitez. <laughs> oh, yeah. So one of these days right, we'll right. dig up that old so topic. There's, a, there's to a little bit of nepotism, favoritism right there, but... Uh, Look, man. The irony of that statement. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man. Zidane. Yeah. Zidane. 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 He came in. He came in after you know the the Madristas were very upset with Flo. Flo was looking like uh, uh what you would call it? the meme, the uh, SpongeBob meme, bruh. Like he had he had to make a decision because he gave Rafa two he gave Rafa two chances, not one. He rarely does that shit. He gave Rafa two chances. He fucked them up, and he didn't have a replacement. But we all knew, at least I knew, that it was going to be Zidane. So the reason why I think he's a good coach or manager is similar to Pep. Now Zidane, before he when he went to Castilla and all that, he he went to Bayern to look how Pep did his stuff. So so I'll give him that. I'll give Pep that. Like he's he's looked up to by a lot of managers. As the Don went out there to learn from him. So and Pep is a is a players players manager. So Zidane, I think I think he just wins the locker room. The players believe in him. They know they know his track record as a player. So uh, <laughs> I I I think he he's safe for now. Chris thinks. How long of a leash do you think Zidane has? A year. A year. <laughs> But yeah, I'm dead saying, I don't, I'm not, that's not even hyperbole. I really think it's a year because, yeah, we why? won the championship. Why? 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 Bro? If we didn't, if we didn't draw the to Real Betis, Betis, <laughs> the draw that he was in charge of. Right, he was in charge of it. He was in charge of it. But we would have won the league. If we beat them, we would have won the league with him, bro. We need a, we need a, we need a, we need a should counter in the corner of the screen. If we won the most, he took over. We won the most points in the league. With Listen, under- man, I'm not crowning him yet. I'm happy that we won the Champions League. He did an all right job. The bottom line is there's no one else better out there to replace him. So, I mean, he's the best of what we got right now. Why don't you guys call up Von Hall? Your boy Moyes is available. Moyes is Man, a year is a year is I mean it's Real Madrid, y'all know how we do. So yeah, I guess I guess that's realistic, but uh I don't know, the, the fans love him, the players love him. I wonder if Flo loves him. I don't know. But. I think he does. But, I mean, it goes to show the amount of power he has because he wanted to throw every money bag we have at Pogba and Flo overruled him. I think Flo doesn't yeah. even like his own mother. So, <laughs> he doesn't make any money. Why would he? Yeah, he? He just wants money. He doesn't care. Flo is real. He, he, was was he was ready to blow a bag on your boy, Pogba. Flo is, Flo is, uh, is Mr. Krabs in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Look, so, who, so, so speaking of Pogba, like, what's up? 
Like, is he going to United? Is he going to Madrid? Is he staying in Juve? Find out next week on Dragon Ball Z. Short. We need to let the Mino soap opera play out. Yeah, it's all Mino, man. Like, he wants he wants him to go to United so he can get that payday. Right? Because yeah. nobody, nobody's paying that shit. And Pogba has said a number of times that he wants to play for Real Madrid and he wants to play under the Zidane. He but also he, said he also said that Maynard is his first family. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. But at this point, like, I'm sure he's also said yeah, that he wants he, to spend his career. He probably doesn't, in Italy, he probably doesn't so. even care, man. Like he or probably he just doesn't even care. It's, it's all up to the it's all up to the agent, man. I mean, this nigga he's just telling us what we want to hear, man. If he if it's an Italian reporter, he yeah. wants to stay at you. Uh, yeah. If it's a if it's a England-based reporter, then he wants to come to United. If it's a Spanish-based reporter, then he wants to go to Madrid. It's, it's just it's about as a United fan, get them out your face. As a United fan, I I will say that prior to this tournament, and even a couple I was more, more hyped on Pogba. Talent in the world, but Arson I is half see more. I want to see more. I want to see more. I just want to see more. For FIFA reasons and for kit reasons, <laughs> sure. I love it. I love it. You know what I'm saying? For, but I want to see more from Pogba. I know he's worth it, but I still want to see. You want to see improve it. Yeah, I want to see just something. Because yeah. you're supposed to be one of the best players in the world. and Yeah. I, 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 can, I can see to, to Chris... That he's he's definitely not worth what they're asking right now. Like he he, he lost it. I, I I can see I can see Chris. Like he's he's definitely no one should pay a hundred for him right now. Right now in the current form that he's in, uh, Mino can he can't ask for the the one twenty or the one hundred. That's my only gripe with him. The price is just yeah whatever. We're, we're money bags FC. All most of our clubs are, but still he's just. Not worth that price tag, especially but, when he's more of a want than a need. But he definitely should be very, one of the most expensive signings right now. I mean, you're getting, you're, you're getting. I mean, I don't know. He's only 23. You're, you you're know, paying, you're paying for the upside, obviously. You're yeah, but, for but, the future, but right. you know, I mean, we all say that you know he he still is raw, but I mean his product right now would help a lot of teams, a lot of top teams. So, yeah, but that's another thing. Like how what how does Pogba? Twenty one, twenty two, three, twenty three, even worse. Um, like how soon does like what? like how soon like if like you said Japan for upside, but how soon does twenty three turn into twenty four into twenty five? Well, y'all know how they still about. got five years or yeah. wait, so of I, wait. I, look, look at this. look. I'm, I'm gonna say, <laughs> look. I'm gonna say this. No, look, listen. the athletes Shouldn't the athletes be hitting their prime at twenty three, twenty four? Not look. We nah. Look. Not in this sport. Not in this sport. Look, your not prime is seventeen in my <laughs> in my eyes. Nah, look, I've 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 been very very lucky to like been watching Pogba since he was in the United Academy. Like this kid is an absolute like you know he's a very very good player. Like he's gonna end up being a great player when he's like 25, 26, 27 around that age. I just think right now he just kind of needs a little bit more consistency and things like that. But we do see what he can do. 
But I just think, you know, sometimes he does like Chris, like Chris, like Chris says, he goes ghost sometimes. You know, and I do agree with Chris when he says that, like he does sometimes go ghost. But that everything is there for him. You know, he has that mentality. He wants to be that guy. You know, he he wants to. He really wants to win. So, you know, the sky's the limit for the kid. I mean, yeah. You know, the sky really, the sky really is the limit. And you know, it's the scariest thing for me that like makes me sad every time I see Pogba. It's like I think of Ravel Morrison. And Ravel was so much better than Pogba, and Pogba was great. And like, that's the thing. That's the thing that that's the difference between players. Is just like, if they have that mentality, it's not just about your talent. It's about it's about your mentality. And I think Pogba has that mentality where he wants to, you know, be great. So we'll see. You know, we'll see in like the next couple of years where he's gonna be, like as far as his career. So yeah, he just needs to cut out that funky bullshit out of his hair, man. I hope that if he does turn into be one of the best players in the world and one of the biggest talents in the world, I'd hope he's wearing the red of Manchester. But if he's going to continue to be a Vine player, oh, Del Valley Discord, wow. <laughs> the bulk is out of there. All right, so we'll run Oops. through these. Um, we'll run through a couple other transfer rumors. I feel like Pog was the one that we'll talk about pretty much every week because there's always going to be a new development. Till something happens or doesn't happen. Um, so we've got Ahmed Musa from Suska Moscow to Leicester. <laughs> oh, Ahmed. How are we feeling about that? Man, look, as a super fan of Nigerian football, I'm excited for him. Um, as a, on a personal level, Ahmed Musa vexes me to no other. Um, I think, though, personally, he's going to do well with Leicester just for the fact, like, the way they play football is just, like, it's kind of geared towards him. You know, he's a pace guy. He's just a pacey guy who can finish at times when he wants to. Um, not for Nigeria, though, but he does finish when he when he wants to. But, you know, it's fast. They'll play on a counter, and they'll break, and he'll score. So it's a, it's a good signing for them. Hey, man, if Renato's 25, he's 46. Hey, man, look. <laughs> look, man, I'm in Musa. I don't believe for one – you know, I'm three. I don't believe he's. I don't believe I'm two years older than him. But you know, hey, <laughs> it is what it is. You know, so. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, um, so after seeing uh, Harry Kane's performance in the Euros, uh, apparently, Potts thought he needed to bring in Vincent Jansen for 22 million. So, how what we think about that? Are they gonna play two up top? Are they gonna? Is this back, a backup? Is this? What is this? It's friendly competition. I, I think so. But I, I think you're going to see a lot of Jansen being being played on top of Kane because you've seen Kane roam wide left, play centrally, drift back. So I think this will give Kane a lot more freedom than just sticking up top. And I think that Jansen could, Jansen could be a good signing or he could be another bust coming out of the air. Yeah. Yo, I just I had a flashback when you said you think of Kane doing everything. The only thing that came to my mind was that awful fucking free kick. Um, <laughs> that's the only thing I thought about. But move it on. There was a on. bunch of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there was the one I forgot who they played where he hit that bitch like. Yeah, I think it, it was. Didn't, awesome, it, it didn't even go over. Didn't I? Don't even think it went over the wall. I think it went like to the side of the wall and into the fucking rafters. But um, so we got and then we got Jordan Ives. Is gone from Liverpool to Bournemouth. Um, he was supposed to be better than Sterling. That's what I was hearing from the, at least from the Liverpool fans. Anyone with fucking sense and brains and shit like that um, knows he's not better than 
Sterling. But he's out after only one year of, well, I mean, this isn't the first year at Liverpool, but only one year of seeing consistent uh, PT, or at least being given a chance. I should say so. That EPL, uh, I mean, he, he fucking stinks. There's not really much to say about that. Nobody gives a shit about Barnes. I think it's more so about what he went for. That absurd ass amount. Yeah. Yeah. What? Fifteen? Fifteen and change. Jeez. I think it was uh, it was a little bit more than that. That's just. I mean, that's that's good I, business. I think that's about right. Fifteen. It's about time that Liverpool makes a transfer where it's not getting them fleeced by Southampton. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but like we've they, said, it's they did the kind of just who cares? Yeah. <laughs> and then Borovic, who cares? Yeah, that's what um, I said. Like nobody gives a shit. Like nobody. He's a bum. Like, Jordan Hyde, bro. Like there's a lot of transfer. Then get the fuck out of here. He should have played for Nigeria. Yeah. And then we've got Lucas. <laughs> we've got Lucas Dinier from PSG to Barcelona. Seems like Barcelona really is worried about that uh, patchy defense. Overpaid. Yeah, they they definitely overpaid. Sixteen and a half. Uh, um, and then yeah. I guess the most, not shocking, but I guess kind of headliney uh, transfer is Nani to Valencia. He earned himself a move. He played pretty good. Um, That's Euro, a good little deal right there. He's. I, I was a big. I was a big detractor in Nani coming into this tournament, and even during the tournament, he had his idiotic moments, but. He earned the transfer, yeah. and he's gonna. I think he's gonna play very, very well there. He stepped yeah. up, man. He stepped up for Portugal. He's he could be uh, definitely the the leader of uh, uh, El Che over there, Los Che. Uh, so I don't know. And then the whole Denye with going to Barca. I don't know about that kid, man. I, I he he goes forward a lot, a lot. So I don't know what they're trying to do because he's definitely not going to defend. So, um, hey, we'll we'll see, right? Hey, if you if you told me as a Madridista that going into this upcoming season Barcelona would trade Danny Alves for Lucas Digne, I'd sign up for that ten times. Oh out of 10. my God, that's what ten I'm saying. Ten times out of ten. That's what I'm saying. I don't I don't get it. I don't I don't get it because not only is he going to have to learn to play in that difficult system. Um, I mean, I just I don't know what they see. He went from PSG to Roma, and now he's, he's only he's only he's in Barca. It's only twenty two, I think. But it should get off the pot time for him. I mean, that'll be a good. Uh, I mean, yeah, he may not like you said, should get off the pot, but it may not be a good move in like real life. They overpaid and shit, but it'll be dope in FIFA. Like he'll be good. he'll be dope in FIFA for for, for man's overlap. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but I don't I don't know. It's this I you know, I mean like Chris said, I mean that's that's crazy that, you know, they didn't want to keep Alves and, and went for him and Jordi Alba already stays up top. I mean he fucking scores goals inside the six yard box. I mean And I don't then Umtini's strength is his attacking passing. I mean besides yeah. being a good defender, he's just he's known for his, his good passing right. and you know yeah. creating chances. So well, right there, Sergio Busquets defense. back there. It's kind of you get the, the you get auxiliary defender with that sieve yeah. of a man named PK. But they're going to get countered <laughs> a lot. They're going to get countered a lot. So yeah. we'll we'll see. But uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting. Like I gave Barca credit for doing TD, but this one I I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. But whatever. 
Yeah, I mean... Goals incoming for Barcelona. We'll see. Um, so yeah, I think that's all we got. That's pretty, much, that's pretty much all we got for this episode. Um, before we do get out of here, um, we have a new ultra-sponsored FIFA tournament that we're going to be putting on. By the time you are hearing this podcast, we will have the sign-up up. It'll be tweeted from the new ultra's Twitter account. It'll be tweeted from all of our respective Twitter accounts. So... Um, links will be up for sign up there, so we definitely we're gonna have it on both systems, um, Xbox and PlayStation 4. So definitely be on the lookout for those tweets. Um, are we are we are we telling the good people what we're what we're giving them to entice them to sign up? And Why play? don't you tell them what they can win, Vanna White? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we're giving them. Shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> No, we'll have uh, we'll have twenty five dollar uh, gift cards for your respective systems. So Xbox uh, Live gift card and a PlayStation. What do they call it on that shit on that shit console? Trash gift card. Wow. <laughs> yeah, well, PlayStation trash gift card. So um, yeah, you'll definitely be able to win if you know how to play the FIFA. Fortunately, for you guys out there in the audience, new Ultra members cannot play. Otherwise, I would sweep the tournament. Mm-hmm. So someone will have a chance to actually get these gift cards. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's yeah, like I said, that's pretty much all we got. We appreciate you guys, and we'll catch free you Free Kodak, free Kodak, Until I free my dog, I'm gonna still screaming on every podcast. Free Kodak. <laughs>